podcast. Guys, phone up the police, call off the search. The big man's back. Papa Bear is back in the country. He's back from honeymoon numero dos. That's Spanish for two because, hey, I was in Spain and I'm back in one piece. Um, And first of all, what's happening, people? Are we all good? Are we well? Um, Because since I've come back, I uh, checked the news and looks like everything's fucked. Um, This whole Brexit thing, um, I'm not really big into it. Uh, It's boring for me, you know, but... um, I've just come back and yeah, everyone's quitting the government. The DUP are losing their shit about stuff and everyone else is is uh, going nuts. You know, it just seems all fucked up. Guess what? Brexit, it's going to happen one way or other, so let's just do it. You know, deal with the consequences after. That's the kind of guy I am. I'm across the bridge when you get to it kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Um, I voted, I'll, be, I'll put my cards on the table. I voted to remain. That's what I wanted to do because, hey, I like the way things were. I like to go on holidays, stuff like that. Didn't have time to read the full dossier, but that's what I voted. But it got beat, and that's politics, isn't it? So you just got to deal with it. So just do a fucking Brexit and see what happens at the end of the day, guys. You know what I mean? As long as I can still get on my holidays and get bronzed up. You know what I mean? That's all I want. But, hey, whenever I go to the news, I want to read stories about serial killers. I want to read stories about um, entertainment. I want to read... Mm, Great, exciting things. I don't know about Brexit and all these... Ah, boring. Just do it. You know, like Nike. Get Nike in to sponsor the Brexit. Just do it. It's done. Cross the bridge when we get to it. You know what I mean? But I'm over it. Do you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I'm going to get an Irish passport anyway. I'm from mixed marriage. I have Protestant parent and a Catholic parent. Do you know what I mean? I can just flip whatever side I want to do. That's how I roll. So I'll have an Irish passport and I'll have a British passport. I'll just do my thing. You know what I mean? I'll be Mr. Worldwide still. Travel on a British passport. Travel on an Irish passport. You know, stop me if you can. You won't, basically. But I'm back from honeymoon number two. And whoa, what a great time I had there. If you listen to last week's podcast, you'll have heard me talk about, amongst other things, Unicum in Budapest. Mm, Great time. Seems like a lifetime ago that happened. As uh, this last week, I was in in Lanzarote. Lanzarote. On my honeymoon number two. Now I'm just going to come straight off the bat. And say it was less of a honeymoon. And more of a family holiday. Because it was the first time. I've been away. With Holly my daughter. My 11 month old daughter. On an airplane. And was I afraid. Of this for the entire. Lead up to this holiday. Yes. Of course I was. Why is that I hear you ask. Because Holly's a shit. Holly doesn't like to sit still. She doesn't like to be held. She likes to crawl about. She likes to bang things off things. That's what she's into at the money. Bar all these nice toys. She just crawl about the floor, pick something up that she shouldn't, like a small bottle of whiskey or something that I have from my whiskey collection, and just bang it off things. That's what she likes. She doesn't like toys. She'll pick labels off clothes and go, that's better than the actual clothes itself. You know, she's a weird child, but she likes to be on the floor playing with things, not in an airplane. And whenever Holly doesn't get her way, quite like her dad, she'll throw a major strop, she'll kick back, she'll scream, she'll shit herself. You know, I've been known to do that when I got cross. And yeah, I was afraid that would happen on the plane. And I was shitting myself about it. Because when you're on a plane, it's not like uh, you're parenting normally. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're in a public place. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just do what you would do if you you were in private. You know what I mean? Like, if I was on a plane just by myself with Catherine and Holly, and she was doing my head in, I'd put her in the overhead locker. 
you just pop her in there, just go, shh, sleep tight, my little chicken. Do you know what I mean? And not a word would be said. But when there's other people around, they judge you. I'm like, hey, man, you don't know me. You know what I mean? They judge you and they just would be like, don't put your, I don't know what's Trump, don't put your baby in an overhead locker. Don't do it. Don't put it. But it's what I do. Like, I'm very good at putting Holly to sleep. It's one of my things that I do. You know, each parent has different techniques doing that. Catherine will give Holly a bottle. You know, she'll like nurse her, shush her, you know, put the bottle in, shush, 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 shush. takes her maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to get her over to sleep. And that's that. Whereas when I put her to sleep, she's done in about 15 seconds. Yes, I use a rear naked choke, but that's not the point. It's effective. It's parenting. It gets the same end result. You know what I mean? So <coughs> each to their own. But I was shitting myself. So I'm going to the Lanzarote. I'm checking up the weather on the apps before I go because obviously, you know, this is what we do. We live in 2018. We've got this technology. We're able to see what the weather is other than just going on the old on the old CFAX and the old teletext that you'd have to do back in the day. And uh, Google Weather, being backed up by BBC Weather, to be fair, stated that it was 13 degrees in Lanzarote. And like... Man, that's not exciting. We're going away for a sun holiday. Like, I'm just back from Budapest, and it was frigging 18 degrees there, and I'm thinking, shit, I'm going on my holidays here with a bag packed full of vests and thongs, and I'm going to be in the cold. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have goose pimples on my derriere. And, man, I don't need that, you know what I mean? So I was not happy about that. I was worried about her on the plane, but we got her on the plane. Yeah, did a bit of crying. That's what babies do. But generally, for four hours in that flight, she was sweet. Albeit, she probably had about 10 packets of these like cheesy corn snacks that you give the babies, not just Watsits. But she got those on board. She drank a few balls of milk, did a, did a shit, you know, just hung about generally, like sitting on the knee. Um, bought her a wee uh, Teletubby toy, a Poe. And just like, it had this wee hook connected to it, hooked it onto the seat in front, and she just played with Poe, you know what I mean, it was, it was great. But the whole time in the lead up to it, I wasn't getting excited, because I thought I literally have the most stressful situation of all time history coming my way. And like, when I get stressed, I sweat, and like, I just don't like being in that pressure pot situation of having a screaming baby, everyone's looking at you all dirty, you know, like, shut that baby up. And you're like, in your head, going to be thinking... I would if I could, you know, and then on the flip side of that coin, if you want to defend your baby and you just sucker punch someone right on the mush in the plane, you're the bad guy, do you know what I mean? And it's always old women who have issue with babies, do you know what I mean? And you're like, I'm sure you have babies in and around you one day, you know, in the past, like you probably have kids, grandkids, great grandkids, or in like a lot of the women going to Lanzarote at the time that I was on, great, great, great grandkids, you know, because they're all old AF, do you know what I mean? All like... Give her a look at a really old woman's hand. It's creepy. It looks like a corpse hand already. You know, albeit they're bejeweled because old women seemingly are the most bejeweled people in the world. Like, if you're an old woman and you're going on holiday, your hand's like Mr. T. You've got all the rings popping off in that hand. And, like, there's a woman on a couple of seats across from me on the airplane on the way home, actually, yesterday. And she was, like, just squeezing her husband's leg when we were landing. I don't think it was to, to be sexual. I think she was scared, like, shitting herself. Because you know why old, old people don't actually know that, hey, planes are fairly safe, like? You know, she's going, oh, Jesus, if I squeeze your leg and light a wee candle and pray to God, I'll be sweet. You know what? You won't be. If the plane's going down, you're fucked. We're all fucked. 
you know. But thank God it didn't. But I was drawn to her hand, and I thought to myself, I'd be keen to see where she goes because whenever she goes uh, to church on a Sunday, I'm gonna nip into her house and just borrow those those jewels she's got herself, smold them down, and just make some dough out of them. Do you know what I mean? The most innocuous crook in the world, all twenty plus stone of me. Um, but we made it through. You know, we we did it. And we got to got to Lanzarote in one piece, and I got off the plane in my thong and my uh, just my thong because the plane was warm. Took the vest off, landed, and guess what? Lo and behold, it's twenty one degrees. Do you know what I mean? It's fuck you, Google weather. Fuck you, BBC weather. It was uh, you. You deceived me, thankfully, because it was lovely, and it was warm. And we got straight on straight from the the plane onto a bus to go to the hotel that we were staying in. So that was another extra like hour. Well, say 40 minutes of Holly just not being allowed down on the ground. And once again, she was very sound about it. She just cuddled me for a bit and I thought, you know, that's nice. I like that. I think she was hugging me because she knows that if she pretended to be sleepy and cozied in and went to sleep herself, you know, she wouldn't have her arm across her face and my arm chucked across her jugular, just choking her out again. So she, she did that. Very good girl. We landed in at our hotel. And, listen, we were balling on this trip. It was honeymoon, albeit with the baby. So I said, look, we're going to go five-star, all-inclusive. Let's get the works. So we turned up at our hotel, and, uh, you know, we got in. Nice grand entrance. Good spot. Uh, Went in, checked in. We're given a room key. <clears throat> and I'm expecting to walk into like Liberace's palace in this room and it's just a basic bog standard hotel room with albeit 73 pieces of unnecessary furniture in the room which by the end of the trip all the unnecessary pieces of furniture just ended up in the balcony because Holly had just decided you're going to crawl around again I've got a bit of space I can do my thing I'll just crawl about just head first into furniture and whenever you're a baby with soft uh, head like because here's the thing I know a lot of people listen to this podcast for jokes and for comedy and for just general insights of life a lot of people listen to it for scientific facts and I'm here I'm, I'm one to give it to you now babies don't have bones they're just made of cartilage which is softer than bone your bones only sort of harden and develop and calcify and stuff whenever like you hit your mid-twenties you know so she does this cartilage head which is softer so whenever you're bobbing around into things the cartilage head it's going to be sore and yeah she cries whenever she does that so it was just starting to get a bit annoying for me so put all all the excess furniture just out on the balcony which made me look like i had like as if david guest had styled the balcony because i'm i'm talking like we've got all sorts out there i've got a really small glass table and that you could maybe put a couple of cards on or whatever we've got a lamp with a a peacock like a a taxidermy peacock on it with a lamp coming out its head which <coughs> Pardon me, it's no doubt weird. Sorry, I'm coughing so much. I'm in a I'm in a sauna doing this podcast today because we're drying clothes, and uh, I've got that wee cold from being on the plane still. But uh, with the peacock lamp, we had a drinks globe, also a snow globe. Um, we had a wine rack. You know all the stuff just you didn't need in your room, so I just put it all out in the balcony, and then back in the room it was relatively spacious. At last, kept their own bed in there for sleeping purposes, and then. We had a wee travel cot for Holly, um, which was in the corner. And you know what? 
nobody puts baby in the corner, apart from me, to get her as far away from me in bed as we can. Because, hey, guess what? We may be on a family holiday, but it's honeymoon. You know what that means? Because tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. Yeah. Which is, of course, Freak Me, the song by 90s R&B group Silk. Later covered by sexy 90s British R&B group Another Level. Uh, which is a great song. What I mean is it's a sexy time, of course. Um yeah, another level. They're probably more known for it, aren't they, really, than Silk? Like, if you were to go, who sang it, Freak Me? You'd be like, oh, another level. You know, you've got, got Boback and the boys, you know, Boback, Dale. Is it Dale? Dane? No, Dane Bars, not Dale Bars. You've got Boback, Dane, and those other two lads, Wayne and someone else, I think. If that's right, if there is a guy called Wayne, Boback, Dale, Dane, and I'll probably say Lee, I guess. He looks like a Lee. If that's another level... That's an unbelievable, off the top of my, my dome bet, guess there. But um, yeah, they're probably more known for that song. If you say Silk, you're a, you're a nerd mastermind weirdo guy, like, so that's probably what I am. But great song, you know, on a side note. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop, mm, baby. Always the, the secondary lines in, in that song. Mm, baby. But you know what? Actually, now I think about it, there's a line in that song. I know if you're listening now, you'll be sure listening to Another Level Freak Me after this. But listen to the... It's one of the verses where I'm going to say the guy that I've just named Wayne uh, sings. You know, Malarch Boback sings this line, right? And uh, it's like, let me think. Let me lick you up and down. Do you say stop? Mm, let me play with your body, baby. And I want... Here's the line, right? I want to leave... I want to hear your body scream, you know what, what I mean, you know what I mean, 24 karat gold, uh-uh, yeah, yeah, and then he goes, right, literally this is line, he goes, and I want to lay you down, come on, sex, hmm, what was that boobag, I want to lay you down, come on, sex, excuse me, like, that's literally what he's saying, he's like, they're, they're, they're giving up, they're giving you Mm. They're giving you like nice little, you know, euphemisms. They're giving you wee anecdotes. We, they're just telling you little similes, little metaphors for sex. You know what I mean? And then at the end, Bobak's like, "I don't think you get the message. We gon' fuck. Let me lay you down. Come on, sex. You know what? That sounds like I'm just making this up. I'm actually gonna go and try and pick this song here for you. Um, so what I'll probably do. Let me see. Let me lay you down. Come on, sex. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Mm, yeah. Oh, here, here we go. Hold on, hold on. I wanna lick you up and down. And I wanna lay you down. Come on, sex. All right, mate. Bit, uh, a bit creepy on that. Um, but slow jams generally. That like. A lot of people put them out there, like, they're a popular brand of music. I don't know whether it's, like, slow R&B, slow jams, R&B, what the genre of music is. But what I know is, like, I like it. <laughs> it sounds good to listen to, but also, they're supposed to be sexy songs. Like, if you're bringing a girl back, right, or you're in a relationship, you're trying to be romantic, you want to, like, set the, the, the scene, you maybe be trying to be, oh, mm, be sexy, you know. <clears throat> albeit listening to me talking 
here now you, you you're surely saying that that this guy you know ain't ain't got no clue on what what's being sexy right but you put on this sort of music you know slow beats on mm, you know they're creepy songs like <laughs> there's a song uh by a dude called Tank, who, you know, first and foremost, if you're called Tank, you know, you're not going to be a smooth, sexy guy. Like, you're a big, aggressive dude if you're called fucking Tank, right? He's got a song called My Body, which is, like, basically just, you know, all night you're going to be... <laughs> all night you're going to be rubbing my body and doing stuff to my body, right? But the first line in his song, My Body, is... Ooh, all night I've been putting alcohol in your body. Mmm, yeah. No, he's singing that like it's sexy, you know. Ooh, I'm putting alcohol in your body. No, what he really should be saying is, Ooh, I'm trying to get you drunk so I can fuck you. Which is so rapey, right? Because what this guy is doing is basically like, Look, I'm not a sexy enough dude to, you know, have my way with you. <laughs> through my general chat, like, I can't talk to you, but I will, you know, I'll become a bone collector, I'll get you drunk, you can't, you know, and then I'll collect the bone, you know, that's creepy, but yet people think, oh, it's, mm, yeah, so sexy, these jams are so sexy, you know what I mean, but all, all those fucking songs, like, they sound sexy to listen to, but if you actually break down the words to what they're saying, not sweet, you know what I mean, like, oh, I'm trying to get you drunk, Genuine's another one, he sings that song Pony, like, which is his metaphor being like, look, if you're horny, let's we can do it. You can ride my pony. Basically, what she's saying is, this is gonna be a buck. It's gonna be buckaroo, baby. You be on this pony, bucking, bucking. Mm, I'm just a bachelor. But genuine's another song. By the way, I'm into this music, so this is how I know it. You aren't just being like, mm. for some of the things is, I I like to chill. You know what I mean? I like to chill. I like to have a hot bath, light some candles, and enjoy some sexy time by myself. You know what I mean? I like that. Not wank. Just chill out. You know, that's what I like to do. And uh, Genuine's another song called Those Jeans, or In Those Jeans, right? And one of his lines is, uh, or in fact the chorus is, uh, Looking good, pretty tight. Is there any more room for me in those jeans? Right? So what he's saying is, this woman that he likes has got... <laughs> super like mm, there are some super tight jeans you got hey, baby you got some super tight jeans on mm, I like that but that's not enough for genuine nah he wants to he's, he's like instead of even going like look can I get you out of those jeans you know he's like he's look he's even creepier with it is there any more room for me like let me in your fucking jeans will you oh. like I don't even know is he trying to be sexy like the, what bit of him does he want in those jeans like does he want his hands to be in, does he want to, you know, does he want to sneak in those jeans to feel about what's going on, or does he want to, uh, like, literally get in the jeans, like, have both his legs and his, his women's legs in those jeans, which, if he's saying they're super tight, you know, he can see as if there's no room, uh, clearly he knows that there isn't any room in those jeans, so what he should be saying is, uh, baby, can I take you out of your jeans and play with you? Sexually, I want to have sexual intercourse, but I find myself digging a hole and getting too far into it, telling you a story about trying to get in your jeans, baby, when really, I just want to have sex, is, you know, I'm a comedian, not a songwriter, but you know, that's what he should be doing, um, another one's, 
birthday sex by by do called Jeremy, like not Jeremy, no, or Jeremiah. It's Jeremy, like a Manchester hood would say it. Yeah, right, Jeremy. You coming out to the park, but Jeremy play football, Jeremy. Ah, kids. You know, it's not even like a proper sexy R and B name. It's just Jeremy. <laughs> It's on birthday sex. It doesn't even make sense. He's basically just like sitting in his room like, right, how can I make a song that I can connect it to Christmas, Halloween, like a period of the year that'll be played frequently so I can get money from it. Birthday. That's what we'll do. We'll have birthday sex. You know, fucking on a birthday. Mm, like that happens. It doesn't. You know, birthdays is another day of the week and if you're in an LTR, you ain't gonna be fucking. So, um, <clears throat> lines in his song are like, um, you don't need your candles and cake. I just need your body to make birthday sex. Birthday sex. Hey, Jeremy. Doesn't taste good, man. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, cake is delicious. You know? You, uh, on your birthday, if you didn't get a birthday cake, you'd be upset. Like, if s- someone came up and was like, yo, I'm a baker. This is my girlfriend. There's a body. Let's fuck. You'd be like, hmm? What, Jeremy? Like, yeah, mm, that's what it is, baby. I'd be like, yeah, but fair enough. Where's my caterpillar cake from Marks and Spencer's, you dick? You know, that's what I want. Because, yeah, you know, cakes taste good. Mm-hmm. Bodies don't. Because whatever you eat in a body, if you're talking, like if Jeremy, Jeremy is talking sex, wherever you eat on a body that's sexy, either pee or poo come out of it. And unless you're some kind of weirdo scat man, that's not sweet. You mean I had like a, a nice lump of chocolate gato with maybe some cream and some strawberry on board. A nice cup of tea above a shitty butt. You know what I mean? But not for Jeremy, you know? He just... And then just to fucking finish it all, Maxwell, another sex dude, he sings a song called Till the Cops Come Knocking, which basically means... He's just going to fuck you until the police come and stop him. And unless that can get any creepier, I'm wrong. You know, that's rapey. And if it doesn't sound rapey to you, you're a raper. You know? How the fuck did I end up going on that when I just want to talk about baby being in, in the corner? Yeah, what I'm saying is babies are cock blocks, all right? They... If you right, ultimately, if you're trying to have some honeymoon fun, and there's a baby in the room, there ain't gonna be no honeymoon fun. You know what I mean? Because babies are cock blocks. And hey, you know, that's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? That is normal. If you're a, a normal person and you're with your your other partner or whatever, you know, that's that's fine. But if you want to do it when there's a baby there. You're a creep guy. You know what I mean? It would definitely be worse if you're into it. If you're like, oh, I was a honeymoon there. My baby was just to the bottom of the bed. Bang, bang, bang. Smackaroonies every night. You know what I mean? Like, smackaroonies, obviously, uh, uh, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I, I'm just showing my age and, and the fact that I'm not a, not a sexy dude. You know what I mean? But hey, hey, if we're any luck last night, you got some smackaroonies. Nah, but no. <laughs> um... I've totally lost my train of thought there, just thinking about fucking all those slow jam songs and baby cock blocks and shit. But anyway, we're, oh, oops, there's me trying to turn up the, the volume on my computer and fully just made a wee noise. Sorry about that. Um, 
But yeah, so there's no 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 sexy fun time on uh, on on the honeymoon because Holly was there. But you know that's probably good because I think in the future when she grows up and listens back to all the podcasts, that by that stage it'll probably be like forty five thousand episodes. She'll probably be like, "Thank God for that." I never want to be in the room when my parents do that. <sighs> Fair play to Holly, but um, day one of the holiday, we got there on a Saturday, quickly moving on, and on the Sunday we just sort of went to the pool. Sunday at the bed had a nice time like that was what it was all about relaxing getting to the the, the sun enjoying ourselves oh we can eat buffet Mm-mm. and then on the uh, the Monday after that Catherine woke up all night just being sick now I'm not saying it was the buffet that did it could have just been a 24 hour bug but she was sick like vomiting all night which wasn't sweet and I was just thinking right she probably just something she should eat at Monday She'll be sweet, you know, we'll be able to get up, we'll be able to go out and about, do some activities, have a nice time. It'll it'll be great. Monday comes, she wakes up, terrible condition. Like worse than she was the night before, fully sick, and I'm like, fuck. I have to look after Holly by myself all day without the access to the room because she's sick. So I had to pack up a big bag for Holly. I'd pick up a big bag for me and I'd head out with Holly in her wee pram and try to put a day in, which just involved me basically walking a lot along a promenade, just like out and about trying to pass time around the hotel. Holly went to sleep, I went to the bar, had a beer, you know what I mean, that sort of stuff. Waited till lunch, fed her, did all that kind of stuff. And it was grand. But in that time, um, I was just being super dad, you know what I mean? But couldn't get into the room, so trying to kill a bit of time, walking about the place, um, you know, you'd, you'd sort of politely nod to people and be like, all right, or whatever. And there's this time I sort of waiting on a lift, coming, an elevator, if you will, not like, you know. But I was just sitting waiting on this lift, and then this older lady came with bejeweled hands, may I add, and she kind of, like, as all old women do, coo at babies. Ugh! Hello, hello little child And she was like looking at Holly And uh, Sort of You know they always speak to the baby first And then come to the parent as if You was cool I'm chatting to this kid or a bit And then as a parent you're like Oh yeah what's she like Oh she's Yeah she might be a good girl now But you should see her when she's bad <laughs> The same chat all the fucking time She's like oh what a good baby Oh yeah she is but you should see her in the middle of the night <laughs> So this lady is like looking at Holly And cooing at her and then looks at me and Strangely, the first thing she said instead of anything about Holly was like, is it just the two of you? I like, this totally caught me off guard. And I was like, uh, what I should have gone is like, oh, I, it's just, just yeah, just, just the both of us right now because my wife, she's unwell. She's just up in the room. But she caught me so off guard, I just kind of like pointed to my wedding ring and, and, and just sort of like tapped it and went, um, I have a wife, but she's not with us. And then without missing a beat, the woman looks me dead in the eye and goes, I lost my husband five years ago. You never forget them, but it gets easier. And then touched my arm. Now, what I should have said was, oh, no, 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 my wife's alive. She's just upstairs in bed sick. Um, But what I did was just, like, nod at her as if to say, you know, thank you. Um, Now... Woman's looking at me. I'm feeling it. Didn't want to mug her off. She's been through a lot. Lost her husband. 
know what I mean? Try and be nice to me. Didn't want to be like, nah, this is the real situation of things. So I um, I just kind of took that and went on. So that woman's just leaving me. I'm leaving her. And she's thinking, what a brave young widower. Just still got a baby. It mustn't be too too long that, you know, he lost his wife. And I didn't say a word. I was walking about the hotel. Now, albeit the hotel's a massive resort, I'm thinking... In the next couple of days, she'll probably be going home today, tomorrow, whatever. We'll not have to cross paths each other, with each other again, you know. But can you imagine the look I got from the same woman a few days later as I cavorted in the pool with Catherine and Holly? She wasn't so comforted then. She was looking at me like, oh, you're moving on that quick. She's not even cold in the ground, you dirty big bastard. And uh, Catherine didn't have her rings on in the pool either, so she'd literally probably just looked like a whore. To that old woman, not I'm saying that just because if you, you know, I'm digging a hole here. What I'm saying is, look, if you're, just if you're not married, it doesn't make you a whore. What I'm saying is, to that woman, she's thinking, hey, this guy's just lost his wife. And all of a sudden, he's got a new woman who doesn't care. But, you know, he's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, but that's, that's what it looked like. And that woman, she did not like me after that. She's thinking, there's my poor wife, not even gone, probably like within a year because it's an 11 month old baby. And I'm just brand new again, just with it. You know, just back on the scene, you know, you got to move on. But this woman's obviously five years on the go and still sing, single. Do you know what I mean? But I dealt with that. I dealt with that and I moved on. I dealt with it and I moved on. I'm going to do the next bit. <laughs> and after several days in this hotel, which, by the way, I say five star. I don't know who, what they're doing to the reviewers in that hotel. But if that hotel got a five star, they must have like really put it on for that reviewer because to me it was a best an average four star you know what I mean not even a hat because like we were getting complimentary stuff but then you're reading the wine the drinks menu like the good stuff like the Hennessy the Crevassier not included and like the, the gins you could get you could only go up to like Tanger Tangeray Snoop Dogg would say you couldn't go like onto the more special stuff and you could only get like Nordic Mist or Schweppes, you couldn't get that sweet fever tree tonic, you know what I mean, to go your gins. So I'm mugging you off. There's about one bar staff on for about 45,000 people trying to get served, which wasn't ideal. So if you wanted to really go on the piss, you couldn't actually do it, you know? So, um, it was all good. And then, we decided eventually we got we felt as though like the resort after a while kind of felt like a prison and we decided right we're going out we're going to go out we're going to visit uh, the town after a couple of days we're like we'll go out in the town and we'll have a bit of lunch and just so transpired that my old mate Dennis Shane's dad was in Lanzarote at the same time now one of Dennis's many nicknames is Dennis Lanzarote because that guy's in Lanzarote all the time so it probably was just literally a a no brainer that he was there but whenever he found out he was there got in touch said look Dennis we're coming out of the resort do you want to meet for some lunch Dennis was like fucking right homie you do so um, we worked out where we were turns out we were like the other side of the island Dennis was like ah you big twat I need to fucking get get a bus get a train get a helicopter get a fucking a hovercraft, get a boat, get a, get a Hoover. You know, I've got to use that. Ho- it's a strange mode of transport. I know, but that's Dennis to come and meet you. So he eventually agreed to do it. He's like, "Yeah, we'll meet you in Playa Blanca, which is like a wee resort for just like, like Benidorm sort of. All the Brits, oi, oi, are all there at once." And uh, we decided to meet down there, had a nice bit of lunch, caught up with Dennis. Dennis was not happy because he agreed to meet us on the day 
that the weather forecast had said it was going to be cloudy, major overcast day. It was going to be rainy. He's like, yeah, look, I can fit you into my schedule, but it's not going to be in a sunny day because Dennis Lanzarote comes out here to get, get his tan on. Do you know what I mean? That's what he comes over here to do. And I'll give you time out of my day, but it's it's not going to be during the sun. So whenever he got there and it was sunny, not a happy camper. But within a couple of minutes, sadly, he realised, look, we're here, we're here with friends and Catherine and Holly. We'll have a good time. So we went out, had a bite to lunch. By lunch it was a day after Dennis's birthday, which he kept under his hat. But luckily we found that out and were able to get lunch for him as his birthday treat. Um, I have another present to give him, but we'll, we'll sort that out in private later. Um, but it's good. It's good to see Dennis. Shane absolutely hated it. Um, that, that that his best friend and his dad were together. You know, he wasn't happy with that. I say I'm his best friend. He won't admit that, but he knows it inside. It's true. So that was fun, just mugging him off even. You know, the truth being, I actually paid for Dennis to come to Lanzarote just to mug him off, but it was worth it. But we did that and then realised, you know, the grass is maybe a little bit greener outside of the resort. So after a couple more days in the resort, we decided to go back for the last day for dinner, like our last night, we'd go to somewhere along the seafront and just have a, a change of scenery rather than the buffet in the hotel. So we went out to this place along the seafront. It was just literally a random place we chose with a nice view. Did some Italian food, whatnot, suitable for babies. That was grand. Got like a, a seafood pasta. It it was great. Um, and then there was just, it was more the waiter that got us in there. You know, he was friendly. He was probably the most sound of them all. And uh, bizarre guy, like he liked the baby, you know what I mean? And like, I like it when people are sound to the holly, it's good. But like, he would come round her and he would like bop her in the nose and stuff, but not with a di- full dig, like just a wee boop, a wee finger, boop, in the nose. And he would be like saying wee Spanish things to her because Spanish guy and like entertaining her, she was laughing, she was loving it. It was all good. Then he comes out, gives her starters, whatnot, um, comes around, does a few wee, like tickles her and stuff. Then out of nowhere, Goes, but she, but she like to see El Jaco. <laughs> oh, and we were like, excuse me. And he goes, would you like to see El Jaco? And whenever he said it like that, I was like, I'm not entirely sure she would like to see El Jaco, because to me, it either sounds like this guy's dick or a drug lord, right? So I'm like, eh, the. I, I, I don't know if she would like to see El Jacko, but by the time <clears throat> I said, could say anything, he's disappeared, right? And then two minutes later, he comes back with this weird, old, like, I don't even know, toy, right? It was like a hedgehog toy, a hedgehog slash something from the land before time. This weird old toy that looked like it came from like the 70s or 80s. And he just sat on the table and just goes, El Jaco. And like Holly looked at this thing like, what the fuck, what is this? Catherine and I were looking at each other trying not to burst out the laugh because it was this weird old thing, right? What I didn't realize about El Jaco was there was a wire connected to El Jaco, which then led to this waiter's hand, right? And he had this massive... Right, no, he had, he had this massive like plastic controller, right, connected to El Jaco, right, and he was pressing it. When he pressed it, El Jaco moved, but it was like the most creepy, weird animatronic movement, like, bzz, 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 
and then the mouth moved and made that like crackling noise that rubber makes with metal. You know, like it's like old seventies rubber, so it wasn't like flexible. It was like like it, it seemed like it cracked. Like if you touched it, it would be sticky. El Jacko. I assume that's just from for the age and not whatever this weird guy was up to. But El Jacko starts speaking. He goes, "Hello, hola, segundo andar, segundo andar, and then the dad will do it." And his mouth moving. And Holly's looking at it, like grabbing Catherine's arm, like I don't. I'll be straight with you, Mum. I don't like El Jacko. It's creepy. It's weird. I'm looking at the guy. It's going, ha, 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 El Jacko, El Jacko. I go, mental. And I'm just trying not to piss myself because this is weird, matted fur thing. Like, this is a VTEX thing. It's so, so strange. Then, out of nowhere, El Jacko starts count- counting. Uno, dos, tres. El Jacko. Holly's looking at it a little weird. Then, out of nowhere, cuts, right? After he counts to whatever. I can only count to three in Spanish because I speak German and French better, right? But uno, dos, tres, catorce. And then once he reaches whatever he counts to, El Jacko starts going, Full Japanese. Like this El Jacko dude he has, the weirdest thing ever. It doesn't interact with a kid who A, can't speak, who when she does learn to speak, will be speaking English, right? So this, like, El Jack goes, uno, dos, tres, uno, dos, tres, chaynara, you're Japanese. And she's looking at it going, what is this? And I last time looking at it going, what is in this guy's fur? Why is it matter? And how long have you had El Jacko for? It was the most surreal moment. Like, I've got a picture of El Jacko, and uh, I'm going to put it up on some, at some point whenever I'm putting photos of my... Uh, of Moneyman up, but I'll, I'll share a picture of El Jacko for you to enjoy it. Um, and it was just, oh, El Jacko. <laughs> like, it, it sounded to me like maybe El Jacko could be a Spanish version of Chucky. You know, it could be like, would you like to see El Jacko? Welcome to El... <clears throat> Welcome, El Jacko. Like, when you are a lot... If you do not go to sleep, El Nino... El Jaco will come and get you. Like what? Mama, mama, papa, papa. Yes, what is it, my little child? <laughs> Don't know why it's Japanese. Maybe that's where El Jaco comes from. Hello, El... But I cannot sleep. Why can you not sleep? Uh? Because there's a hedgehog in my, f- my wardrobe. Hedgehog in your wardrobe. See, the parents, dad's Japanese, mom's, mom's Spanish. But why you cannot go to bed? Because El Jaco... El Jaco the Hedgehog is coming for me. Go to sleep, there's nothing called El Jaco. El Nino, go to bed, El Jaco. And then the BB kid gets back in the bed. Here's a noise come from the wardrobe. Hello. <laughs> it's El Jaco. And the baby just can't sleep anymore. It's El Jaco. Enjoy siesta. For El Jacko will kill you. But all this bear in mind, El Jacko is smaller than the baby and has to be controlled by this creepy waiter dude. But he's probably in the wardrobe with El Jacko because El Jacko can't speak his own accord. So ultimately, that's a creepy story. I, I don't know where I went with that story. But hey, it is what it is. And it's, it's a weird podcast, isn't it? Let me see. Check the time. Blow, blow, blow. 40 minutes we've been talking shit for. Um... But, yeah, just a wee quick, um, <laughs> just a wee quick, uh, 
shout out to the Weird Podcast this week, which was real nice. Um, got a mention in there's an article Belfast Live did t- entitled "The Eleven Best." podcast to listen to if you're from northern ireland so i think there's supposed to be 11 northern irish podcasts but i'm going to say one of them is blind boys podcast which you know he's not northern irish so take that out it's top 10 podcast but one of the, the best podcasts to listen to apparently your boy town and right up with that said double headers work well in podcasts and there's no better duo than stand-up comedians shane todd and dave elliott fast approaching 100 editions boy town podcast is basically shane and dave winding each other up for an hour setting up prank phone calls or whatever it might take to get the other presenters to corpse both their own podcasts the shane Podcast and dave elliott's weird podcast oi oi during which they managed to find the weird uh, or hysterical sides of everyday normal life so yeah just shows you the podcast movements it's running um if you haven't already listened to boy town what the f- why the fuck are you sleeping bro you know what i mean we're, we're literally we're we're on good course with boy town a minute i quit it um to be fair so that's probably why it's going well but i'm coming back this week i'll be back in boy town this week and hey have some bones to pick with people i listened to last week's episode where aaron butler stepped in um to try and change it to try and fill papa bear's hole and nobody can fill papa bear's hole so i'll be back to sort it this week and we're fast approaching the 100th episode it's just going to be live in the accidental theater on like the 14th of december or some shit so keep an eye and get tickets for that because hey it's going to be some kind of great shift then it's a top 10 podcast in northern ireland so fucking get on it <clears throat> pardon me speaking of top podcasts my uh podcast the weird podcast got a, a sweet review this week um let me see obviously i don't have this ready because i don't have a producer on this podcast because i just like to do things myself because it's weird i can sort of feel as though i can get away with it a little taste um but you know not always uh Right, let me see. This week's review was nice again, another five star, because, hey, this is what, what people do for me, which is lovely and adorable, and I really appreciate that. It's from Roscoe Watson and said, you should listen, you should be king to listen. And I agree, Roscoe people should be king to listen to this podcast. And he said this podcast, the podcast with the raw truth mixed with some bespoke comedy. You know, it, it is bespoke, it is weird, but that's a great review. Thank you very much for that, Roscoe. And if you haven't already rated and reviewed the podcast, get on it on iTunes and do that. Subscribe and SoundCloud. Don't be a wee dick. You know what I mean? Get it sorted. Um, other than that, Pug Uglies. I'm back in Pug Uglies. I fucking love it. I'm back in Pug Uglies this week. Uh, MCing the lineup of myself, James McKegney, Rory Ward, and Colin Geddes. Boom, what a lineup that is. All for a fiver. Fucking sort of get a ticket, get down. Pug Uglies, now sponsored by Praha Beer. Prava, whatever you say, I don't know. Praha, Prava Beer. You get some decent price on that gear. Get some fucking great entertainment. New spotlight to make me look sweet. It's great, get on down. And let me see where we're at for time. If I talk enough shit, I 43 minutes. Let's just blast through the questions today blast through them get on to on to the next one my players um let's see uh stew bapper and i did dennis show you his white bits no because he ain't got no white bits dennis a full nude sunbather um 
so there ain't no white bits on that man uh, Stephen Reid, good friend of mine New to podcast, but a big fan already Thanks Stephen Would you host a Christmas party for your listeners to get the, together and drink Unicom? Yeah, I could definitely do that That'd be a great event, just have a live podcast But not record anything, just drink loads of Unicom I'm sure people would be keen for that And I'm happy to facilitate uh, Jamie Harrison said, ever get real deep like think about space and shit hashtag where in the fuck is earth hashtag turtles dream hashtag so come uh, sometimes I do but then I'm like man I ain't got time for this shit you know it, it, it gets me all paranoid and stuff you know what I mean so I don't like get too deep into things just in case I get all, all worried and stuff do you know what I mean um so so not not too much Jamie all right um let me see on the Instagram now. Andy O'Connor has said, All right, Papa, hope you're keeping well and good spirits. Had the pleasure of meeting the human ATM in Glasgow on Thursday night. It got me thinking, hmm, have you got any plans yourself to go on a bespoke UK tour, uh, UK and Ireland tour in the future, or are you just going to focus on Pug Uglies? Now nah, I'm going to go and do a few gigs. I don't think it's going to be a tour, but I'm going to book a couple of gigs, uh, probably Dublin, Glasgow, London in the next year, I would say. So obviously... If you're in Glasgow, get over and see me. Um, and that'll be happening hopefully soon. I'll get that booked because Pug Ugly's starting to find its feet now. So uh, I'm hoping to go full-time in the comedy relatively soon. So whenever that happens, I'll have more time to do that. So yeah, that's the plan. Um, Luke Harris has said, I like your take on farting during sports. Is it a competitive advantage or is it cheating? Um, and he sent me a link. I think it's the darts where uh, a couple of lads are just dropping parfs. Um, you know what? If it's not in the rules that you can't fart, I guess it's not cheating. You know what I mean? So fart away, pump away. Um, albeit if you're on a stage and you know you you do whatever you can to get in your your opponent's mind. If that means farting, you go for it. But make sure you wear dark pants. You know what I mean? Don't be doing it if you're playing tennis. Like don't be Roger Federer dropping a big fart and then end up just scatting all over the center court at Wimbledon. Your lovely whites, your tidy whities. You don't want that look. Um. Richard Sherwood has said, I'm guessing you've probably already seen this, but if not, I'm sharing. It's a long Vine compilation. Um, I want to draw your attention to the one sec- the second one in. So let me see what, what this is. A, a nice Vine compilation for me to enjoy. Um, I am sweaty because I'm drying clothes right now. Ooh. You know what? It just turns out my fucking internet shit. You know what? Sky internet, suck my balls. Um... Let's get on to the next one. Sorry about Richard. Uh, Craig Kerr said, any advice on awful roommates that don't understand a Northern Irish accent at uni? Um, Yeah, fuck those guys, man. That's what I'd say. I had uh, a couple of housemates whenever I lived in Belfast, and they were both great. One was was a French guy called Yves Malbunatel. He was a sweet guy. He didn't understand my accent all the time. And uh, I remember once, one particular time, he was cooking in the kitchen, and I said to him, uh, hmm, what's that smell? It smells good. And he went, Harry Potter? And I went, what, Harry Potter? And he went, no, curry powder. I was like, all right, that's a weird accent. But he was a good guy. I also lived with a Spanish senorita called Miriam Gomez Gomez, who was, you know, she's great. Really loved living with her. Um, I got on really well with her. But then, unfortunately, as it is in the world, whenever you, you, you move across the world, you travel, you move about. You know, she lived with me for a year and then decided to completely leave the country. That's the effect I have on people. Um, but my advice would be, you know, don't change your voice. 
change their ears, whether that means you warm them for them or they they just get used to it. You know, just tell them to fuck up if they don't understand your accent. You know, tell them to fuck up and watch Vintage Coronation Street with Jim McDonald in it, and then she'll understand what you're saying. So she will. <laughs> um, Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you had a nice relaxing second honeymoon. Mm. No man. <laughs> I hope your wedding ceremony wasn't as weird as this. And he sent me a story. As per Chris, the, the storyteller. Strikes again. Oh, first thing I read, Japanese man. Hopefully it's about El Jacko. Japanese man spends 14 grand to marry a hologram in bizarre ceremony. Whoa. A Japanese man shelled out a whopping 14 grand for his wedding to a hologram. Akito Kondo, 35, married a virtual reality singer named Hatsune Miku in a controversial ceremony. The large formal, lavish formal event took place in Tokyo Hall, costing a whopping 2 million yen. Despite shelling out for a special day, none of his family members or friends attended this event. A video shows Akio gazing lovingly into the eyes of a small stuffed doll. The doll wasn't even fitted with a wedding ring on his wrist to represent the hologram. Yeah, you know what? Akiko Kondo looks like he is a potential serial killer, and that's the behavior of a serial killer. But what Chris wants to know is if you pick a hologram of anyone in the world to accompany you in everyday life, who to be and why? It's got to be David Gaston, man. You know, he looks similar to me. He's got that beard thing going on. He's a pretty chilled out guy. And people would be like, you was David Gaston not dead? And I'd be like, yeah, it's a hologram, man. Fucking back, back up, back up the truck, man, and relax because, hey, this is David Guest and the big man chilling out. You know, you step back. Don't come at me yet. Guesty might be dead, but I'm bringing Guesty back. You know what I mean? So that's what I would do. Chris Hennings come in saying, well, Dave, now the wedding and associated honeymoons are in the rearview mirror. What's the big dog's plans for the up and coming year in comedy? Like I dropped the bomb earlier, I'm going to try and just go full time with it. I'm going to try and ditch the job for a bit. Do stand up, write stuff. You know, Give it a go, because if it don't, I'll be old soon. You know, I'll be old and withered and I'll have missed my chance. So I don't have any regrets. And yeah, that's what I'm looking to do. Lots more shows, lots more podcasting, lots more videos is my plan. We'll see how that pans out. I may just end up staying a slave to the grind to pay off his fucking mansion in the Um And last, but lastly, but not leastly, John Joe Flood's come into the question saying, Hi Dave, hope you enjoyed the second honeymoon. Hashtag baller, hashtag big dog, hashtag that sweet podcast cash. Ain't, don't get paid for this podcast, right? Just just boy time. But hey, if anyone wants to pay me for this, I'll take your dough like a jacko. <clears throat> My question is, could Shane be any more jealous of you and his dad getting a sweet meal up in the sunshine? You know what? No, I think Shane... <sighs> He couldn't be any more jealous. I don't think of me and his dad meeting up. Um, he was very jealous. I think he's more jealous of the fact that his dad just likes me more than him because, as everyone knows, I'm just a sweeter guy overall than him. You know, the listeners of Boytown have called out for me to return because they couldn't have him on like this egomaniacal trip any longer. I need to come back, bring him to earth, you know, with my um, cruelness and harshness that I need to do. And that's what he needs. Do you know what I mean? So we reality check to end this podcast, guys. It's been fun to be back. I need to get out of this room, this drying room. It's just probably not good for my lungs. I've got loads of clothes drying. The steam coming off is probably getting my lungs. Probably giving me asbestos poisoning off my lungs. I know I'm scared now of El Jaco coming to get me. Um, I just need to get out of here, guys. But if you haven't already, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps. Obviously, you've got to be mentioned in the best podcast in Northern Ireland. Doing a wee quick dab there. No one can see it. Um and subscribe on SoundCloud. And hey, if you haven't already, just tell one of your mates. 
if you're looking at podcasts to listen to on the way to work, check out the fucking weird podcast. And on that note, listen to Boy Town, check out the Shane podcast if you must, and I'll be back again next week. Bye. Or as El Jack would say, au revoir.